This is a CBC Podcast. Saskatchewan's Premier is not backing down on promises to protect parental rights. In fact, Scott Moe says he'll do what it takes to uphold them, including considering the notwithstanding clause. This comes after a court case was launched challenging the government's new rules for schools. For more on this, as well as the Premier's popularity and the government's response to an offer of a new MRI for Estevan, we've reached our political panel. Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post and Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Adam, what is the latest on parental rights from the Premier? Well, we know that next week the uh, the group that's filed the lawsuit against the policy, uh, which requires children under 16 to get parental permission and for their parents to be notified if they want to change a name or pronoun in schools, that lawsuit will be in a Regina courtroom next week. Now, a few days ago, the Saskatchewan United Party uh, called on the government to invoke the notwithstanding clause to use it in order to, quote, protect the policy. And this week, Premier Mo was asked about that and said that that is one of the uh, possibilities, one of the tools that the government could use. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Premier Mo said that there we're going to introduce legislation this fall that would, quote, protect parental rights. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know if that includes perhaps using the notwithstanding clause. But if the government were to use the clause, that would allow them the ability to override a certain sections of the charter once they pass the law. And in this case, it would, you're assuming that it would, they would pass a law on the uh, naming policy and then allow it to, to stay in place. And uh, the lawyers representing the group that's, that's trying to stop the policy and get it overturned say that this, the use of the notwithstanding clause would then prove their point that this is a violation of the charter and it's a violation of children's rights. Murray, what do you make of this? Well, even before this, they were trying to use a sledgehammer to kill a fly. And the, the question that should have been asked, why are you bothering the fly? Why don't you just leave the fly alone? Using the notwithstanding clause, which was put in the Constitution in 1982 when uh, – when uh, it was repatriated for the purposes of not seeing excessive rights trampled on, is really now taking that fly and trying to drive over it with your F-150. And, and it's so wrong in, in that particular sense. It's been wrong from the beginning because this has been spun politically is some problem with either woke parents or out-of-province uh, or, or woke teachers or out-of-province sources, which is just blatantly untrue, uh, taking the Saskatchewan government to court. And that's just political spin that's convenient to a premier who's losing popularity. The fact of the matter is that they haven't come forward with one example of a parent who says, my rights are being violated because schools aren't telling me what's going on with my kid. That's usually how constitutional arguments are started, and it's only through that that we actually have in the past used notwithstanding clause. We've used it three times in the province, once in 1986 to end uh, a dairy strike, once six years ago when it was really an issue over the closure of a rural schools, but it got into uh, an issue of whether kids can easily transfer from the Catholic system or the public system to the Catholic system, even though they were uh, not Catholic, but it, it got into a whole other issue. Even then, those issues were thought to be, uh, by people smarter than me, 
a misuse of the notwithstanding clause in this province to now use it on this particular issue when the government has offered no reason for using it, when, we, when justice has offered no reason for using it, and when the premier announces it at a political speech is just plain simple wrong. And somebody has to stand up in government and say, you've gone too far. We need a stronger justice minister who can stand up for what are actually legal rights of people and, and, and the legally right thing to do, and we're not getting that. And this is why we're having such a problematic situation. I'm not sure this isn't the biggest reason uh, why Premier Scott Moe is uh, falling in the polls, although p- other people, including Angus Reid, argue as well, geez, it might be because of the economy. Uh, It's also pretty rich to criticize out-of-province legal action or activists, even if that were true, that they were strictly out-of-province. When we are one of the few provinces... Carolina, I guess, yeah. (laughs) When we are one of the few provinces that still allows... Uh, uh, unlimited political donations from out-of-province companies as well as people. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and this is like the the irony here, the, the, the whole notion – I wrote a column about this this, this week the, – the, the irony here, the gall of the government to use some of these arguments uh, like is beyond me. I, I, I guess I admire their cheek for, for, for doing so. But they're picking easy arguments to sell. Everybody can frame this as a matter of parental rights, but the fact of the matter is that that parental rights don't exist in our constitution. Uh, you would, at the very least, it's competing rights between uh, youth and maybe the parents, and maybe the kids have reason to not tell their parents. Problem being, we don't know. They're not bringing forward any case or any example, which is usually what happens when you have a legal dispute uh, of this nature that tends to wind up as a constitutional one. And we're not seeing any of that from this provincial government right now. Uh, we're seeing what what amounts to easy politics. And once again, I'm not so sure we're, we're, we're seeing this easy politics because the government recognizes it's slipping in the polls and certainly slipping in terms of its rural, uh, rural base support because of the Saskatchewan United Party. Well, let's talk a little bit about another issue that burbled up from people who say they're SAS party supporters in the Southeast. Adam, with the government bringing in less money than it budgeted for, you'd think it might leap at the offer of a multi-million dollar donation to buy an MRI, but it did not. What can you tell us about what's happening in Estevan. The woman who who donated the MRI or try, tried to donate the MRI says she was dumbstruck uh, finding out that the government didn't want her donation uh, for an MRI in Estevan. Uh, the, the people in that community say that they're underserved and that this would help uh, those in the community and the surrounding area. And the government has uh, turned down the offer. Uh, the government's reasoning seems to be that, you know, this is a, a longer term investment that if you bring in the machinery, you also need to staff it. You also need to have the supports around and that maybe that wasn't in place or isn't in place yet in Estevan. Um, I'm not aware of of other times the government has turned down these types of donations, but uh, when you have the mayor uh, of Estevan saying that this is something they want, the person obviously donating this expensive machine, uh, other people in the community, uh, both political leaders and community members are pushing for it. You have the opposition NDP saying the government should have accepted it, and you have uh, the local a cabinet minister in MLA who's been quoted as saying that she was uh, lobbying Lori Carr, lobbying the government to to look at this as well. So uh, I don't know if this is something that is sort of like an, a standing offer that the government may, you know, come back and say, okay, actually, now we have the staff for it, we have a plan, 
will use this, but they are drawing a lot of criticism for, for not accepting this. But, you know, some health people uh, say as well that this isn't just a, uh, a simple machine, that you do need the staff, you need the experts, you need the people in the in place need to you need to fund it year over year uh, those those positions it's not as simple as just bringing the machine and turning it on Murray we got an email from a woman in Cutknife who said sure let a lady buy the machine but we need it up north more than you need it in the southeast so you can see some of the inherent problems here for government what do you make of its decision well to be honest with you I, I give the government credit for taking here a principal stand and a logical one in the sense uh, that one of the reasons the MRIs we have right now are more centrally located is because they're precious mach- machines, as Adam outlined, not so much in terms of the actual cost of buying them, but staffing them. And so they should be connected to larger health centers for that reason. Now, that said, should we have them elsewhere, like in Cut Knife and Estepan, Estepan perhaps? And, and maybe there's a logical way and argument to do that. If anybody's not taking the principal stand right now, I think it's actually the NDP who rail on about private medicine. Well, you're basically advocating someone privately buy a, uh, a valued piece of medical equipment uh, when you are the party that, that, that rails against any form of privatization in healthcare. So that's kind of problematic. They are being politically opportuni- opportunistic in this. I'm not sure the government will not eventually turn around and be that. Uh, and I think under normal circumstances this is a government that folds when it comes into a a little bit of political pressure and i can certainly see that happening but at least for now give them some credit for basically saying okay we need to figure out you know take the adult role and figure out how we can pay and run for these particular uh, health uh, health machinery and where it would be best suited so credit the government for making what seems to be a decision on that basis that probably isn't popular locally It's always good to talk with you guys. Thanks for making time for us. You're very welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.